0: Hey guys, welcome back to the On Week Talk Podcast. Your favourite podcast. Um, this is an episode so there's an OnWe news dump. Me and Young Crip going over the, the the things that have happened on the internet in the past the past month with you know Jake Paul, the content cop on RiceCum, demonetization on YouTube channels, etc. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Young Crip, you are back on the podcast. I am. How, um, how's things? How's how's this past month been going for you?
1: Well, uh, for the most part, I would say pretty well. Um, I've, I've cranked out a few more videos that I'm actually pretty proud of. Um, I feel like I'm getting a better direction on where I'm going as a, a content creator and what I like doing. And uh, that that's good. I feel very, very good on that. Almost at... QK.
0: That's that good. I've and you've I've really enjoyed the last few videos you put out. I really liked the Harvey Weinstein one. Thank you. Did, are you are you which one of, out of those few videos, which ones are you ha- happy with? So there's the skeptic one, the Blair Witch one, Harvey Weinstein, and of course our um, games. Our video games, Ableist.
1: Wow, I think I, I like them all in their own right, but I think the one that was really easy for me to make in the moment was the harvey weinstein one um mainly because i when making a video i don't know if it's like this with everyone else or if it's just a me thing uh and maybe i'll get over it but the the moment i have an idea for a video i'm really passionate about it right then and there and i know that i should probably do it right then and there but a lot of the times because of disability I can do that I had to plan things out uh people with uh setting up cameras and shit and like that uh so I had to put it off a little bit and by that time that passion isn't it's still there it's just not as strong so uh I think the most difficult one to record out of all those was the Blair Witch one even though I, I do have a lot of passion behind films and and the way I feel about them and reviewing them, I know I can do it. It's it's just a matter of like articulating them, uh, your thoughts in in a coherent sentence uh, directly to a camera. Like in a conversation, I I'm I pride myself on being able to have at least a decent conversation with somebody. But if it's just me by myself, I I just go full on fucking retard dude. I can't. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I double-guess myself and doubt it and think about w- what it is that's going to come out, and it's it's a fucking mess. So the Harvey Weinstein one was a heat-of-the-moment passion, and I got it out one take, and it, it turned out great, and I'm very proud of that one.
0: Do you think that'll be your thing? Do you think that, like, if, you know, c- circumstances work out and... In the moment, you can go and record. Do you think that's that would be your thing? Recording practically a one take, one go, sort of rant, essentially. Yeah.
1: Yeah. U- ultimately, I feel more comfortable with those things because it's uh it's easy to do. Like a lot of my videos, uh, have been directly with my webcam, mainly because I can operate that. And uh, I I guess I do feel guilty, because. I, I do have other ideas and things that I would, I would really love to do, but it, it's hard to do that when you have to kind of be the the sole creator of everything. You have to be the the person that directs, that uh, teaches a person how to operate the camera, uh, getting the right shot, the right sound, making sure everything's good. And yeah, I have to compromise a lot and like lose a lot of things due to those compromises with uh help from people that aren't necessarily uh, qualified to help. Not that it's their fault, you know. It's just brothers, you know, are my brothers, and they don't know any better. So, but uh, I feel okay with using just a webcam right now with certain videos, because uh, it, it, all the re- feedback has been nothing but positive.
0: Like, this latest video has got <laughs> almost... More, like nearly more than some of the re- more recent videos put out. And that's been only up for two, for two days, which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. No, but it's really good. It's, it's really good to see that the traction's there. You're like, people are sort of getting more invested in it. People are actually coming to watch and it's good. You deserve it. Cause I think you've got this very unique, not even, not a unique point of view, but you've got a unique way of, um, of displaying, of putting out your opinions in that, like not not a lot of people are able to go off the cuff and put their opinions out there like that. And right. you've done it pretty well. you I, well. I
1: think. I think a lot of the problem is that people take, as much as everybody wants to say they they are uh, on on the open endedness of their beliefs and they're open to other opinions and to, or more centered, I guess if you will. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times people do seem pretty biased and are not comfortable admitting where they might be wrong and they focus on things that make the other person or a certain subject or anything like that look bad and when they do that and when they do that it's something negative because they, if you can't admit where you might be wrong, then you you shouldn't really be having an argument, in my opinion. I can admit when I'm wrong, and I and I have no shame in that. If you can call me out and teach me and like help me learn about something that I might be wrong about, I'll be like, hey, you know what? You're right. I didn't think of it that way. Cool. Thank you.
0: See, it takes a lot to admit that you're wrong. Not a lot of people do that. Not a lot of people are up for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, not a pe- they're. They're too involved with. Mm-hmm. The, it's it's pretty egotistical too. I think like it's like you don't have to have, do you know what I mean? You don't have to suffer the consequences because you're you. Do you know what I mean? And especially on right. the and especially on the in the online landscape, it's like people are like oh it doesn't like I don't need to necessarily be as moral as everyone else because in the end I've still got a career, et cetera. Et cetera and that sort of links to yeah um the first topic of this um of our this On news dump talking about this past month this past month online and rice gum and he got content cop yeah. <laughs> really bad really really bad oh uh, yeah well so there's it, a lot there's a lot of information in there but how would you summarize this content cop
1: well you know i I uh, I'm the kind of person that and I think it goes with everybody. I think it's why everybody loves content cops so much is we all collectively enjoy and kind of get off to assholes being called out. It's essentially the bully getting bullied. It, you know, and we resonate with that. We like people that are kind of pieces of shit being put in their place and Ian does an excellent job at being able to do that in a matter uh that is just funny uh well done well structured and well spoken and he did great uh he just took everything that i think was kind of publicly known about rice gum and that's the thing i i that's i guess the one negative from the the content comp- that I would say, is that I didn't really learn anything from it, like his other ones. Like, I learned a lot with uh, Tana Monahue, because I didn't know fucking shit about her. But that's the thing. Uh, she she was the one that suffered the le- uh, the least out of everybody, because she wasn't a part of our community. But that's besides the point. Um, this this particular content top was uh, really well done, and he was ready for for every argument that Ricegum was going to make. And even when he responded, it was like, ah, man, just, just stay down.
0: <laughs> it was, I, he sort of well does what he always does. And he sort of dragged it out afterwards. Like I think he released yep. four or five videos on the whole content. Comp, yeah. And then he has the, the balls to say, I is obsessed with him. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't like, where is the logic in that? I don't understand. I really don't.
1: There is none. <laughs> a, oh. Especially when he was the one begging for the content cop to be made, like, over a year ago.
0: Mm, it's just fucking ridiculous. Like, so, well, one, one of the, thing, the one of the first things he talked about... Well, one of the things he discussed in there was, once again, the rape comments. Which was, back in the day... So, what was it? Back in the day mm-hmm. on Twitch... Because he was a Twitch streamer for a long, long time. And obviously there was there was um he's been he was caught out viewbotting his Twitch stream so he wasn't as popular as he made himself out to be but yep but regardless um he made a comment about a woman she was talking about how she'd got well raped essentially and he said those mm-hmm. sweet sweet words did it feel good though <laughs> And just thinking about it just makes me cringe. Like, why would you, why would you say that? Like, he was still, he was young. He was younger. He'd even met like 16, 17, something like that. But on Twitch live where he's like, it can be recorded and it's put as video on demand on his channel. Someone could have got a hold of that. And they obviously did. Why would you say that? Why would you say that where everybody can see it? I don't understand that.
1: To me, I like a lot of people were very quick to be like, "Oh, you know, he he was young, he was he, he was dumb." Well, uh, and I remember being sixteen, and don't get me wrong, I I was I was dumb, I was pretty stupid, and I said and did some some stupid shit, but I was nowhere near dumb enough to ask a rape victim if it fucking felt good. When they were raped. <laughs> like, and I get everybody has a different upbringing, but from the uh, the the general look of his upbringing, like his childhood, he grew up in a decent house, a decent household. Uh, granted, I don't know for sure, but you know, it seemed like he was pretty well off, and so there's no excuse to why you are that socially fucking retarded. <laughs> Even as a teenager, it doesn't make sense. And if if you really weren't thinking in the heat of the moment, I guess, man. You know what? Everybody has that one fuck-up that makes you look back on yourself and like, Ah, oh, shit. Wow, I was fucking stupid. And one thing Ian, I guess, did leave out, and maybe he left it out on purpose. But Ricegum did apologize. I, I will give him that. Granted, yes, it was kind of a half-assed apology and almost forced because there was no way people were going to let him live that down and his career would have been over if he never acknowledged it uh but she did forgive him and things were fine but i also have some some pretty weird feelings about the girl as well
0: mm. well wait like, he, uh... he he included her in the response video mm-hmm which, in exactly. a very... Exactly, that's where I was going to go. A yeah. very, very, very interesting way. Um, there was a lot, there was pole dancing involved, and I think that really speaks <laughs> for, the, for exactly how she is. Which, it's attention. Yeah. tension. It seemed like it was a tension. Like, that's all I can think of. It's, it's just a bit sad, to be honest, just to, to see that.
1: It was. like, and, and that's not me trying to judge this girl. I was saying, like... being a stripper is belittling to you as a woman it's not you can do what you want but the fact of the matter is uh rice gum actually bringing her in on the video in theory on paper smart that was really genius if he had played it out the right way that could have really fucking took ian down a peg if he had played that right he could have been like hey you know what you bring you brought this up I'm gonna sit down with her, have a genuine conversation, have a genuine apology, and like play it out and say, you know, hey, I'm sorry, I was fucking stupid. I'm trying to grow and learn, and she could have been like, hey, you know what? It's okay. Don't worry. You know, mistakes were made. You said something dumb. Blah blah blah, and you move on from it. And that would have been good for him. That would have made him look good. But instead, what he does is he he takes this woman who Ian says, hey. You you are known for sexualizing women and using them as objects, and taking the one woman who he never should have made a fucking sexual object, and make her a sexual object. <laughs> like, you you fucking shot yourself in the face, man.
0: I feel like he didn't apologize, and this is an odd thing to say, no. but because it's it wasn't on brand. Do you know what I mean? Like he has this stigma around him of he's not going to do a genuine apology. Do you know what I mean? And like, obviously it would have been good on Mm -hmm. his brand to do a genuine, genuine apology, but he's already done that and he's Mm -hmm. not going to do it again. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like in his head, it's like, he's already done it. Let's just have some fun with it. Let's get some attention from it. Let's, you know, I asked for, he he, he asked for it. That's the thing. He asked for this content cop a long time ago. And as much as he can say that, it's a joke. He wanted it. He knew it would give him a lot of attention from that sort of other side of the community that... You know, like, he's he's popular. He's getting his millions of views. But to our side of YouTube, you know, he's just another YouTuber for a long, long time. Until he comes wait, back wait. to sort of this sort of relevance. Like, Jake Paul, he's not only just famous with all those kids and all the preteen, pubescent women and girls. He's, he's popular... He's not not popular, but he's very notable in our community. He's very notable as... Yeah. Not not in a good way. But then Sid Ricegum wasn't... He was out of the no, picture for a long, right long time. It's
1: attention. P- publicity is publicity. Yeah.
0: And I, I'll give him credit where credit's due. He's got the attention. But... Do you think he's... I think he's hurt his brand. I really think... I think he's hurt himself in a lot of ways. But... At the same time, it's sort of like the same thing with Tanner. They're not a part of our community. They're not going to be hurt as much. They're really not. He's already still gaining... Like, he's still in positive subscribers now. So, like, was it... I think it made an effect, but not that much of a dint that his career's down. Like, gone. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Do you, like, what do you uh, think? The-
1: when it came to Ricegum, yeah. in and Content Cop in general, uh, I, I think it, it always really bothered me when people were like, oh, Ian, he kills careers, he kills channels, and blah, blah, blah. That's what Content Cop's for, and that's not what that's for. Content Cop is not about killing channels. It's not about ruining a person's career. And Ian isn't known for, for ruining a person's career. He, he's known for calling out bullshit and that's what content cop is for and even if you look at every person he has done a content cop on hardly any of them are actually out of the community like they might have dipped quite a bit but they're still getting views and they're still getting attention like they're they're still relevant to some degree you know
0: oh 100 uh, percent
1: so it's not about killing a career. And I knew with Ricegum, there was no way. Like, he is so embedded in knowing how to work his demographic uh, that there was no killing that man's career. And, and, like, people were so, like, hell-bent. I'm like, oh, it's happening. Look, his career, his subs are dropping. And it was, like, maybe a few thousand and he's got like what four or five million something like that. I don't remember. Yeah,
0: something like that. It's it's quite a few. It's very very significant. So,
1: so like it it wasn't anything, and and I knew his career was gonna be fine. Like it it was only if anything it was only gonna help it, but it, it did help paint an image of him overall to people, uh, and in an entertaining way.
0: He was he's known for flexing, which is not. Like you know flexing his muscles because obviously rice gum is a skinny right. Asian man he's got very, very little yeah. <laughs> muscles um but flexing is well, how would you just, dis- what's the best description of flexing, sort of like showing off what you've got is that like i in the simplest terms
1: in in the simplest way I, if I had to give a definition of flexing is uh you just show you you're showgate. Like, you, you love showing off what you think makes you important. It, when in actuality, you're just a fucking tool. You know? Like, oh, look at my $1,000 hoodie. You know, it, it was $1,000. Did you know it was $1,000? And, and it's like, yeah, I, I get it, man. You decided to waste $1,000 on a fucking hoodie. Cool. He's like, yeah, but I also got all these cars and like you know this mansion and it's like okay dude you're cool (laughs) none of that shit makes you a good person though but he that that's to me what flexing
0: yeah well and what i was what i was gonna mention was he's taken that from hip-hop culture like that is a huge thing in Mm -hmm. like well more like modern hip-hop culture like you know i can't think of any off the top of my head ice cube is a big one that i remember specifically different things about Ice Cube being a big flexer. There's a heap of them like that. Right, right. Um anyway, he's taken that, but that was his argument. That was his argument in his response that people in hip hop flex all the time. Why can't he? But as Ido's brought up and gave proof of, he's done it out of his diss track. Like he's done it outside of his diss tracks. And like, you know, in his diss tracks whatever, you know, I guess it's it's on brand, it's his gimmick. Etc. But he does it outside right, of his right. videos. He does it. See, because he's not a, a ca- outside of his video like outside of his diss tracks and that. Like obviously in his videos, he's a bit of a character. But yeah, it's as it's it feels like it's it's him. Do you know what I mean? Like when having a presence yeah, like there, that,
1: there isn't yeah. exactly there isn't a separation between Rice Gum on a diss track and Rice Gum in a video. They're they're the same fucking person. They're the same young arrogant asshole that just wants to showgate and show off how important they think they are with their uh their superficial you know shit. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense and like to it's different from somebody like Ice Cube to to flex because. He literally came from the fucking projects from Compton. Like, people know his story. He came from fucking nothing. So, he has a right to show off his shit. In my opinion. That's just me. Because he really fucking put in some work. It went through some struggles. Now, Ricegum... Yeah, you could say he put in work to, to a degree. I mean, obviously, he's not there for no fucking reason. But it is nowhere near the fucking same. He did not struggle. He, he there was no struggling in his life as compared to like somebody like Ice Cube. Like I'm not saying he didn't struggle whatsoever. I mean everybody struggles to to a certain degree, but don't compare your lifestyle to somebody like Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube who actually went through some some hard shit to get where they were.
0: Cause in his it was I think it was I think it was shown in the Content Cop that. He says he was he says he was, you know, like he was, you know, struggling, etc., cetera, et cetera. But he grew up in a quite a rich neighbourhood. <laughs> it's it's like why oh, yeah. it's he's there's no way around that. There's like you, he's blatantly yeah. lied. There's not you know what I mean? He's made himself look like the victim there.
1: Yeah. It, that's the thing. I feel like he didn't know which argument to have. So he, he just made all of them. On one hand, he was the victim, and he felt attacked. Uh, on the other hand, it was like it doesn't bother me. This is whatever Ian's nothing to me. I don't give a shit. Uh, then it's oh, you know, he like I said, he just didn't know what argument to take, so he took all of them, hoping that all of his bases would be covered.
0: It's oh, he's and this 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 is funny because there's still so much <laughs> more to cover. With this content cop, like, okay, the Mm -hmm. the clickbait challenge, which was, there was a challenge for people to make a clickbaity video, which was based around, what was it based, what was it supposed to be based around? I think it was just, you had to have rice gum, clickbait challenge in the, the tags or in the title or something like that. And then whatever got the most views got $10,000, something like that.
1: Yes. Yes. That sounds about right.
0: And... Obviously, this is around the time where there was the um, it was a, it was a terrorist attack essentially at the Ariana Grande concert, mm-hmm. and then several people used a tragedy for for it. And to Ricegum, he says that he sort of forgot about it. Uh, like you know, things were happening, people were using those videos, like using the tragedy to try and get more views, and then he forgot about it. That was one of his excuses, which was like. Well, how do you forget about giving away $10,000 to someone? Like, you don't. You, no, you don't. Exactly. You don't. And as it's been pointed out <laughs> several times, he could have just, you know, filtered through the ones that weren't like that, that breaks the rules. Like, if he was running yeah. a legitimate competition, surely he would have thought about something like this. And even if he didn't, on, at the what? day, okay, I'm choosing a winner. Let's just not choose the ones that have bloody clickbaiting this tragedy and obviously as we know colossal is crazy he should have won he should have absolutely oh 100 percent agree 100 percent like well what, what do you think about this whole you know fucking up this a stupid challenge and he didn't give away the money
1: i think ian said it best when he was like oh you forgot about it well here's the thing it in your mind, the moment you make that, that public announcement saying you're going to give away $10,000, that is no longer your $10,000. You set that aside and you mentally say, that's not mine. That, that's going to be given away. So you don't just forget about fucking $10,000. No, nobody in their fucking right mind does. It like, so when, when you want to take the road of like, oh, I, I, you know, it's just slit my mind. It's like, <laughs> dude, I, I, I would just, I would have so much more respect for these people, especially uh, just rice cum in this situation, I guess, if they were just straight up fucking honest. Like, tell me to my face, like, yeah, you know what, I just, I didn't want to give away the money. And you know what, man? Yeah, people would hate you, but at least you're a fucking honest. <laughs> and I, I could respect that. I'm not saying it makes you a good person, but hey, you know what? You you were honest about it. So <laughs> you think honesty goes a long way.
0: Like he can make, like if he has apologized, see, there's a, if he apologized properly for a bunch of the things he's done, like the rape, say, like the rape comments, which were like he apologized for and in the end, like really he put a fuckload of ads on that apology, which is, you know, China's defeats the mm-hmm. point, but he apologized yeah. and you know, I'll take that. I'll take the apology. As stupid as it was, um, but there's other things he could have apologized for that he hasn't that he didn't really apologize like he need like the things things he needs to apologize for. Like I feel like okay, there's the the um the incident with the how with the Gab what's her name the Gabby show and her phone and he yeah, threw yeah. the phone down and then I compared it to you know him sh- like okay, so he's getting filmed without his permission, essentially, which is wrong. Yeah, And I'll ag- I agree that probably the Gabby show shouldn't have done it, but he should not have reacted that way, of course. Like it's oh, oh absolutely two, like, two negatives don't make a positive sort of thing. Like, you know what I mean? No, you, know what, you know what I mean? Like they should, they both had, yeah. they should have reacted to it much better. Both of them. They should have gone around it much better. But he's known absolutely. for what he's done, what he did. He's like, he for the exact thing that he's saying Gabby did on his streams he mm-hmm. put like he was he was showing women on his stream without their consent which is disgu- which is disgusting he yeah. was like at least get the consent like that's it's the bare minimum sort of thing and then, and then he got called out for it on his stream and oh it's it's like he, he was he I- was young he was young but someone sh- he should have realized when he was called out for it On the stream itself. That like okay. This is wrong. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah.
1: No you're right. I I think. A lot of the problem with him is that. It. I'm sorry if this sounds like. PC or fucking SJW. But he he does have this like. This sense of masculinity about him. That I feel a lot of teenage dudes have. And I say that from experience growing up. Because I never really. uh, Connected emotionally with a lot of my guy friends because they were these like kind of arrogant self-righteous kind of you know teenage assholes that like I think it's just natural as you grow up as a teenager for, for, for the most part um so I'm not really talking shit about it it's just I think he doesn't he's not grown <laughs> he doesn't have that thing in his brain that says I'm I'm kind of being fucking an asshole I'm going to be in a piece of shit right now. Like, and I I should probably not do this. (laughs) And I, and the, the sense of not being able to own up to your shit and apologize and admit that you were wrong is embedded in his fucking lizard brain and he can't get past that. And I don't, me personally, I I never understood why people have such a hard time admitting when they're wrong because you grow from it after that and you seem like a bigger and better person than just sticking with uh this two quote rice gum uh i i could have been a bitch but i wasn't going to be a bitch i was going to do something about it and it's like dude you you sound like a fucking bitch
0: (laughs) exactly he does doesn't he he's very and it's a it's a it's a concept that was discussed in the content cop he's very narcissistic like extremely
1: yeah and and it's like you kind of had to have that uh that argument about whether or not if it's nature versus nurture like it growing up with an a privileged like life and uh, like uh, and being surrounded by that constantly what what else do you expect when you're that young getting that famous that quick and getting that much money and nobody's going to tell you no Nobody's going to say, hey, you, you need to work on your quality as a person. Because the thing is, you're going to help make people money. You're going to help make people famous. And that's why people like Daniel Bogoli or Jake Paul and RiceGum are so fucking popular and have these influences of, and, and these like uh, images of being just kind of overall pieces of shit. Because nobody keeps them in check because there's no need to the reason why people normal people get put in check is because you, you're a person you're a human being you're not doing anything you're you're just being a piece of shit so if I come up to you and I'm like hey don't do that that's that's rude and disrespectful you're like oh, okay I won't do that and then you you learn and you grow but I'm not gonna say that to you if you're fucking making me thousands of dollars I'm gonna be like you do whatever the fuck you want I don't care It's,
0: you wonder, because like Justin Bieber, for example, he's a good, very good example. He went through a bit of a rough patch during a similar, Mm -hmm. at a similar age, but he's recovered quite, quite well. And you know, he's, he's not as, he's not necessarily, he's in the spotlight, but he's not in the spotlight for the bad things. You know what I mean? Like he's not surrounded by drama now, which he was for quite a while. he's
1: definitely, I think, took, took that and grown.
0: Exactly. And he's, he's an artist now. Like he's known for his music, which is extremely good. Like whether that's like, he might not be known year round and he's, you know what I mean? He's on the tip of people's tongues just because of his music when his albums and new singles and all that comes around. That's a good thing. Like it really is. He's he's always going to be notable in a lot of people's eyes. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. but he's never, he's never going to be in the spotlight Unless, like, he's never gonna be in the spotlight year round, unless he's like a Jake Paul who's like, you know, doing stupid things, etc., etc. Do you think Rice Gum is right. gonna grow out of that?
1: And um, I, I, uh, with the way things are going, and the rate in which he has shown how his actions are, no, no. He and is there a possibility he could? Absolutely, and I do hope that for him. And all these people like that, because the thing that I, I might have brought it up in the last episode we round together, but the, these things teach our, the youth and people in general that there is something to gain from acting like a fucking piece of shit. And yeah, people might be judging you and people might talk shit about you, but what does it fucking matter when you're making money? When, when you're all over the place, when, when you're famous, it doesn't show any negative. In fact, it, it influences you. It says, hey, keep doing this, <laughs> you know? Like, if you don't have morals, you can get famous so fucking quick. And I, I, I know a lot of people argue with me on that, and that's fine, but it really does show. I mean, that's how these people get big. They don't have fucking morals, because if they cared about their image, they wouldn't be doing these things. And the fact of the matter is, if you wanted to be famous, uh, you could do it in the right way. might take a little bit of work, for sure. But if you cut out that whole, like, well, how is this going to make me look? You, it, it, it nullifies that. It says, hey, you're... whatever.
0: It's... It, we, actually, yes, you're right. We did discuss this before. Because it was about Daniel Bergogli. And it's the exact same thing. Yeah. That when your morals are down and, you know, you, you have... Like, it's not that you have nothing, it's nothing to lose because you do, but it's more that you have respect to lose. You're not going to lose money or opportunities or a lot of connections, for example. Like, there's people Mm -hmm. who have gone through their lives, like you think about Harvey Weinstein and like he's gone through his whole life being a sexual predator, but yet that has not stopped him from achieving success. It's like, what stops people from achieving success? Do you know what I mean? Like exactly. It's it's crazy. Exactly. Um, One thing I wanted to talk about was the diss tracks by RiceGum. And I feel like he didn't, not that he invented what a diss track is, but he sort of brought it up in the mainstream, at least the mainstream YouTube culture. It's like he's known, oh, that's what sure. he's known for. Do you think that shtick has sort of run its course now?
1: Uh, I mean, there was there was a good while where I think a lot of us in the community or the commentary community kind of saw that and and jokingly did it, and it became kind of a thing. But it's it's simply going to lose its its uh, appeal, in my opinion, in due time. Because uh, that's why he had to bring in producers and and like professional mixers because. He is not talented and he needs people to make him talented and sound good and give him a professional studio quality because if he didn't have that, shit would get old. It would get get really old. I mean, okay, this is just me. I know people might argue with me, but like, when's the last time you've heard about Epic Rap Battles of History?
0: Oh, a long, long, long time ago. It's been at least a year. Right,
1: but I know, I know they're still doing stuff. They have to be. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I, I, I think they are. But they, they started off really strong, and people really enjoyed it. But you can only do that so much. And, and it shows, because now people aren't interested. It's not a thing.
0: It's funny we say that, and then I look at their last, their last videos. They're like The last ones came out about nine months ago. But Mm -hmm. 8.7 million, 18 million, 8.9, 18 million. Like, there's still still (laughs) millions and millions of views. But there's a difference between getting views and being notable. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's funny. I was looking at a lot of channels and they have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. But I have no idea who they are. And it's like someone like, for example, in the commentary community, I'm Alex who has, you know, over 100,000 sub- subscribers, and I feel like he's one of the main ones in the commentary community. He's at, he's at the top there sort of thing. Um, but then there's somebody yeah, yeah, with yeah, more. Yeah, there's, someone, there's people with more, 100,000s okay. more, who do similar sort of content, and I've never heard of them before. And, then you, yeah. it's a, and there's a difference between sort of, like there's some channels I've seen with hundreds of thousands of subscribers, and you go to their Twitter, and they've barely cracked like 10,000 followers or 20,000 followers. Yes. There's no, no there's no notability. Like, I think that's what RiceGum and people like Jake Paul have done very well. They've increased the amount of people who know about them. And once you have your name on somebody's tongue, it takes quite a while to get it off. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, I think I would compare it in an... Un- if uh, I was going to bring in another platform, a good example is, do you remember the movie Avatar?
0: Yes, yes, I do. Uh,
1: not the last Airbender, but the with the blue aliens. <laughs> yeah, Avatar. yeah. Uh, it was considered. I think it's still the uh, record-breaking like movie of all time. Like it brought in the most money, and it was uh, received amazingly. Like people. It was, it blew up. But, and pe- I, I remember people losing their fucking mind for the movie. But the thing is, it left no fucking impact on our culture whatsoever, in, in the sense of a movie that had that much stature and that much popularity should. It left no imprint. Nothing. It was just all kind of hollow substance. Like, don't get me wrong there was a lot of work put into the film I'm not taking away it was visually a fucking masterpiece and and incredible but it did nothing really new it was just kind of there and it fit the right place at the right time just like all these people like they're not doing anything new they're not doing anything revolutionary but they are appealing to the mass audience and because of that they have numbers but numbers don't mean shit. if it, Like, it doesn't leave an impact on anything if you're not doing it right. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, I know exactly what you mean. But then, like, it brings up the question, how do you stay relevant? Like, how do mm-hmm. you stay relevant? Like, somebody like Keemstar has <sighs> stayed quite relevant. And now, ska- yeah. it's funny, Scarce has gone down. People are not watching Scarce yeah. as much now. he
1: definitely has been. Uh, I think it's just... I don't know if there's a definite answer for that I think it it changes and varies like if for me personally i my approach to everything has always been be as genuine as I can, and I know that sounds corny and fucking cheesy, but really that's what i know i I know how to be me and I know how to connect with people, and and share that, and articulate my thoughts in a way that puts myself out there. And, uh, I think... Okay, so, for example, I'm friends with a lot of the, uh, smaller commentary community, like, small, small. Hmm. And for the most part, I'm on level number-wise with them. I mean, uh, I'm not, you know, getting... Hundreds of thousands of views. I'm not doing anything that well. But the thing is, is I am pretty, uh, toot my own horn, humble brag. I'm pretty well known in the community. People at least know who I am. I ha- I'm friends with the bigger names like Colossal and Chris Reagan and all those people, like they, they know who I am. <laughs> and they have my respect and I have their respect. So when those smaller commentary people look at me, they're like how how do you doing that like that's so fucking cool and i'm like i i i don't know what to tell you man i'm just being me i'm not trying to go for numbers i'm not trying to do anything i'm just doing this because it's fun and i'm having a good time and i guess i just know how to work with people
0: and i think that's the that's half the battle like you just enjoying <laughs> yourself and having fun that leads yeah. to success do you know what i mean it's half the battle. Yeah, it really is. It, yeah, um, agreed. I want to let's. I want to sort of you know segue into well, what's happening like really, really recently, recently, between Rice Gum and Jake Paul, and there's a bit of beef there. Yeah, there's a little bit of beef. Yeah. How would you, how would you summarize this beef between the two?
1: I actually came up with a perfect analogy when talking to Joey salads, ironically. Oh. <laughs> uh, he was saying that Jake Paul uh, has every right to to brag and that he uh, did nothing wrong. And I'm not saying that he did anything wrong when responding to Ricegum. Because for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Ricegum did a reaction video to Teen Ten's new uh, mansion, house, whatever. And he was basically doing what Ricegum does best uh, by saying, oh, my shit's better. You know this is what i I had better things you you guys are just fucking sad, like pathetic, you should kill yourself uh and so uh Jake Paul fired back pretty hard more more so than I think anybody had seen Jake Paul kind of go off and like and it was relatively entertaining. I will admit that, but the thing is is that everybody was so quick to be like. Oh, Jake Paul, he won that argument, he fucking, yeah, he's so fucking savage. And Joey saw that and was like, why are people judging Jake Paul for saying this shit? It's not like he he has every right to say that stuff. I'm like, well, Joey, it's not that what he said was wrong. It's, It's literally just two people that are covered in shit trying to tell each other that they smell worse than the other. It like it, it's fucking asinine. Like you're both shitty people. Like trying to point out who's shittier makes you both look fucking stupid.
0: It re- it really does, doesn't it? It just it's dumb. Like they're both when white. Like he shot back really more than he should have, as you said. Like it's way you know, more, way more than he should have. Do, what do you yeah. think? This, do you think this is another? like because everybody thought the the stuff between Facebanks and Jake Paul was just, you know, fake. But it's yeah, seeing, yeah, yeah. it I think it's it's come to it, we've come to the conclusion that it's not. There's actually a bit of beef there. Do you think this is Wait, just RiceGum trying to sort of like like he he sort of started this. He reacted to this the Team 10s um oh, yeah. video. Do you think it's just him trying to con- like he's just continuing to get more attention on himself?
1: Oh absolutely. He he knew that once that he knew that this uh contempt cop shit was done. It was over. He knew that Ian wasn't gonna touch it and he was gonna move on. And he was like, Well, I need to I need to keep this fucking ball rolling. How how can I do that? Let's see if I can get under fucking Jake Paul's skin. Uh <laughs> and he did. He, he really did. And that's the thing. If if this is all fake, and, like, genuine, like, you know, the whole uh, beef that he had with, the, like, his brother or, you know, other people that it's pretty obvious that it's fake, uh, man, you you fucking dupe me, you're a fucking good actor, because you look genuinely pissed off, and that's why I think it is real, because he he has never acted like that before.
0: He hasn't, has he? It's, it's, it's very, you wonder what's going to come of it. Do you think there's going to be sort of, like, another... I don't know, like another, a diss track between the two. Do you think there's going to be a Jake Paul diss track by RiceGum? And maybe a response video? I,
1: yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that there's going to be more that escalates from it. There's going to be some diss tracks. There's going to be some, some actual reaction videos. But it would not surprise me with the level of, like, heatedness that is coming from uh, one end. That it, it wouldn't get legal. I could see it getting legal. I don't know for what exactly, but it would not surprise me if, like, court was, was brought up.
0: It's very interesting, isn't it? Like, you wonder what's going to happen. Um, there's a Because, yeah. you know, it's, it's early days. Our next, you know, next month we might talk about this, and it's on a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know. Yeah. But one, one thing we do know is th- the whole demonetization stuff. There's Gosh, a lot yeah. of it going on right now. Um, people are getting demonetized Self-having for match. it is. It's it's crazy. People are getting demonetized for their videos are fine, and it's the system. It's the automatic system they've got in place to flag the inappropriate videos. Um, and it makes I wanted I wanted to discuss first the the Casey Neistat video, which was which disaster was it around? He was talking about, and it was talking about well, it's raising awareness for it.
1: Was it the Vegas shooting? I'm not too sure.
0: I think yeah, I think it was the Vegas shooting, and I can't remember okay. if there was like a donate link or something like that. And he was talking about some sort of campaign, but regardless, his video was demonetized. Yeah, and he was he was pretty pissed about it, and he like he brought up his points in a separate video, et cetera, et cetera. And it's it's the the system that's put in place is not perfect, but the fact that of like. The system shouldn't be in place this early, if it's going to fuck up no. so many people's essentially livelihoods. Like for a Casey Neistat, no, he's fine, he's got money. Um, but for a smaller creator it, and somebody who does not have a link with YouTube like that, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's going to be much harder.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely going to turn a lot of people that want to make content away. Now you could say that. You shouldn't start con- uh, making content on YouTube in hopes of getting money. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's it's definitely a good incentive. Even if it's just a few, you know, like, dollars here and there. Like, it, it gives the small creator a little bit of, like, hey, people are looking at my shit, and, you know, that's cool. But the fact of the matter is, it's going to turn people away. Because so many people are getting fucked over, especially the bigger names, and uh they don't not a lot of people uh are able to make uh their put their foot in the door in certain communities like like i was able to uh so they don't have that luxury of you know hey guys uh do you mind sharing this video to to some people maybe share my patreon or something like they don't have that luxury <laughs> so it's it's pure like really struggling to climb a mountain with your fucking hands tied behind your back.
0: Oh, exactly. And it's, like, a lot of people have been, you know, um, their revenue sources, they've had to diversify. And I think it makes sense as well. Like, I remember watching, it was Bernie Burns from Ruth the Teeth, and he did a vlog about the whole demonetization stuff. And the YouTube revenue is only, not it, like, it's part of one-fifth. A part of. Not one-fifth, it's mm-hmm. part of one-fifth. Of their revenue sources for their company, like they have merchandise right. and live events and their subscription service, um, and then you know having their content on other platforms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think people don't understand, like they see, oh, you can make money on YouTube, and they put everything into that, and it's not a smart business thing because, and that's the thing, people aren't, not all people are business savvy. And they've, you know, putting all your time, putting all your, your hopes into one platform, putting all your eggs into one basket, it's never going to work well for you. You might Mm -hmm. get lucky, but luck doesn't last forever sort of thing.
1: You're absolutely right. Like, when, if if you are uh, dropping everything to start a career on YouTube, uh, if that's at least a consideration and this goes for anybody listening, uh, don't do that. That's that's a very, very poor choice to make if there's not a guaranteed way that you are going to make something from it because there's not. Um, it the, the system is so flawed, so finicky, and is always changing that putting all your eggs into the YouTube basket is really just career suicide. Like, you should really only do it as a hobby, as something fun to do, uh, and not for, like, financial gain. Otherwise, you're you're in for a world of fucking hurt.
0: I wanted to bring up the fact that the Jimmies, the, the Kimmel and the, the Fallon and those networks, which yeah. are, well, see, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I don't think they've done anything wrong. Like, I understand that, okay, no. they can sell their own advertising on their own stuff. And that, yeah, like it's sort of, you know, it goes over you like, how do you explain it? Like their advertisers have different sort of how do you explain it? They have different sort of um wants and needs. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, they yeah, know yeah. what they're gonna get and it's sort of guaranteed. But with you with YouTubers and everybody's not with even a even if people who are not with a YouTube network and stuff like that they have to automatically go through all these videos or well, not manually but they have their system which obviously is not working and as i said it should be sort yeah, of fixed exactly. before they do that there are a few people i know which have um youtube contacts and they have a youtube channel manager who can help with all that sort of stuff but for everybody else it's like it's a, if it's going to be an automated system at least make it work
1: Right, I, 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 I don't know. Um, it, so like, with my my Blair Witch Project movie review, mm. I was setting up, getting ready. That I put a lot of work into that video. I really did, and within, I didn't even publish. It, it wasn't even fucking public yet. And uh already, boom, three copyright strikes and claims and every like it was. I got gang banged by that shit so quick, and uh and I couldn't help but think to myself like, if I put this much work and effort, like, to to make this video, there there there's somebody there's somebody out there that does it all, and that's the thing. I get help. I get help, and I have no shame in admitting that. I get help with my videos, but there's somebody out there putting all the fucking work and effort on their own probably spending days weeks if not even maybe even a month making a video only to just boom have it claimed like that and that that's it leaves a really defeated feeling it it, it's it's bad it makes you feel like you did all this shit for nothing
0: it's it's quite it's disheartening like a hundred percent what i was going to mention was like essentially in a lot of ways youtube is turning into in a way a social network as in well well, not a social it's not turning into a social network but it's how you use it is essentially what a social network is and what i mean by that is okay um an example is Keemstar. so he'll use twitter (laughs) to post his videos and he like let's say he uses like he, he doesn't use instagram that much he doesn't use his facebook that much but like Essentially, those are to put out his brand, and for YouTube yes. and putting out sort of free content that he's not going to make money on, he's become mm-hmm. a household name in this community. and then he can he can go off that. like I remember he like i I believe he has some sort of eSports team going, he has his video game going, he has like he has a bunch of other projects yeah. as well. That's what it is. He's diversified. He plays he it very smart. He does very smart. He's diversified very very well.
1: Uh, that, that's the thing. A, a lot of people uh, are making money elsewhere. That that's where their things come from. Like any money that I have made has been through Patreon, and I'm working on uh, other things soon because uh, although I don't do things for money. I'm. I'm always going to be making content. Uh, money does help. It, oh, no doubt. <laughs> like anybody no doubt that says it. Anybody that says like, oh, I'm. I'm not in it for the money. Like, yeah, you might not be solely about it, but like, come on, be be real. Money, money is good. Money's nice. So like, uh, I. And that's the thing because there's such that negative stigma around having a Patreon and whatnot, that I, I now have that, like, anxiety of, like, oh, man, I really feel fucking dirty about promoting it, even though there's really nothing wrong with it. There is absolutely nothing wrong with having a Patreon and putting it out there and being like, hey, this is if you just want to help me out.
0: No, there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. There's really not. No. Like, essentially, like, it's sort of, it's supporting your creators, and it's not... Cheating out of money, they get rewards, etc., etc. Like, from, for me, it might be harder because, like, I'm setting up a, essentially a subscription service, but even that leaves a dirty taste in people's mouth. It's like, well, like, you know what I mean? Like, you could be getting the exact same perks you get from Patreon, but because it's not on Patreon, it's like the complete opposite to people. Like, there's people who won't support people on Patreon because it's like giving people money for practically nothing, even if you have perks and everything. And then there's the other side of it where like, okay, I'm creating a subscription service, but no, I'm not going to subscribe to that because it's, it doesn't seem right. Like you're making your own product. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're trying to sell me something. I don't feel like I'm supporting you. And it's like, how do you win? How do you win in this world? This has been On We Talk, a We Are On We production hosted by me, Matthew Winter. You can find more episodes of our show on iTunes, Spreaker, and Google Play, as well as on our website, enhui.tv, which is enn-u-i.tv, and at youtube.com slash tv one